are now listening to PursuitCast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Tonight, I will share a few testimonies. Who likes testimonies here? Yeah. I really like testimonies because when I listen to testimonies, I get really inspired. Because if God did in someone's life, He can do in my life. That's right. If God did in the past, He can do in my future because He's the one that was with Abraham and He's the one that is here and He will be the one that will be in your futures as well. So every time that I listen to a testimony or hear a testimony, I feel encouraged. So I want to share some testimonies so you guys will feel encouraged to believe in God's promise for your lives. So 2008, we started a movement in Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil, where I'm from, where I grew up. And we are like so ready for revival. We were like reading the Bible. We were reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And we were like so excited, praying like, God, we want to see the same miracles that this guy's here in the Bible experienced. We want to see revival through our lives as well. Because we believe that the Bible, it's not just a book with some cool stories. But the Bible is actually a manual for us to live our lives here on earth. Right. And we were like reading the Bible, like seeking God. And we are, we are in that moment that we are like, okay, God, we are ready for anything that you have for us. So we were like praying and then the Lord spoke with our leader. His name is Teofilo Hayash. He was in U.S. serving the Lord in YWAM in Hawaii. A place to really suffer for God. Amen. <laughs> Hawaii. He was there and then the Lord gave him a vision to go back to Brazil and start this movement to reach the young adults in Brazil. And uh, we were like sharing and then he's like, let's do this. Let's organize um, a few leaders. Let's organize gatherings and let's do this. And we were in that moment that we were like fasting, praying. And uh, I was like going to college. It was my first year going to college. And I was like, God, I'm ready because I'm going to college. I'm not going to college just to get a degree. But I want to see revival over my college campus. And I was praying. And then in that moment, I fell from God to do a fasting. So in that moment, the Lord spoke with me, Felipe, I want you to do a fasting. But this will be at the next level of the fasting that you ever did before. And I was like, okay, God, I'm ready. And then I hear from God, seven days just with water. And I was like, okay, God, seven days without water, I'm ready. And then the Lord was like so clear and specific with me, like, no, seven days, just water. And I was like, okay, let's try this. Because like Christians, we like to eat, right? Let's be honest here. Who likes to eat here? Everyone. Especially when it's Korean food. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. And I was like, God, let's do this, but I need your help. So my first day fasting, you experience the headache that shows up. And you're like in that process that you're like removing all the toxins from your body. And you're like drinking water and you're praying tongues, getting more and more strong. So when you fast, your, your flesh is more weak and your spirit's more strong. So you feel more sensitive uh, of God's voice. And I was like, okay, God. Second day, I was so hungry. I couldn't go to the kitchen of my house because I knew they would break my fast. So on the third day, I was going to school on my college campus, to my college campus, and I was like in traffic in Sao Paulo, and I was praying tongues, like praying, God, please help me. And in Brazil, especially in Sao Paulo, we have a lot of traffic, 
like worse than New York area, for sure. It's bad. But we have people, they sell things in the streets. It's really interesting. Like when you guys go to Brazil, whoever went to Brazil before? Okay, three people, four people. That's awesome. But I want to invite everyone to go to Brazil. Revive what's happening in Brazil and you're more than welcome there. But we have like these people, they, they sell like things in, in the middle of the traffic, like in the middle of the streets, they're selling like popcorn. It's, it's interesting. And I was like, okay. And I was like praying, like, God, give me strength. And then this guy, he was like walking with this popcorn. It's the worst popcorn ever. Like that popcorn is like terrible. But I was so hungry. And, and the enemy, he knows how to tempt you, right? And I was like, no, God. And I was like putting my hands in my pocket to grab some money. But the Holy Spirit came and I was able to rebook the enemy from the popcorn. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. So I was in my college campus. My first month going to college, I was like, God, send revival to my college campus. And it was like in my classroom with my friends. They were like talking before the class start. And it was in the first row praying, drinking my water, shara ba 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 ba, more Holy Spirit, more Holy Spirit. And then the teacher, when she entered the classroom, the Holy Spirit spoke with me. And for the first time, I had a word of knowledge. And then you can ask, like, Felipe, what is a word of knowledge? The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There is different gifts. And one of the gifts, it's the word of knowledge. It's a revelation that the Holy Spirit gives to you about someone else. And it's a revelation that you never had access before. So I don't know you. The Lord gave me your name, gave me your birthday or something specific about your past or your present. And why he reveals? Because he wants to encourage you. He wants to bring restoration over your life. The Lord will never give you a word of knowledge about someone else just for you to show that you are a blessed person. Like, oh, the Lord showed me your name, your age, and I am the blessed guy here. No, there's always a reason for you to bless the person. All right? So in that moment, I was like on my third day fasting, praying tongues, and then the Holy Spirit spoke with me. Stand up and pray for your teacher. And I was like, what? <laughs> Who said that? I was like, what? And I was like, I think I'm, I'm getting a little dizzy here. I think I need to eat something. Three days without food. Maybe I'm having like this crazy thoughts in my head. And then the Holy Spirit again, it's me. Go there and pray for your teacher. And then you start that moment like you're like, God is you? Because like God can speak with us in different ways. It's not just that moment when the angel comes and then like the trumpet, the, the noise and all that thing that maybe you can think how the Lord can speak with you, but sometimes he can speak in a, in a simple way. And then he spoke with me, go there and pray for your teacher. But sometimes we don't believe. We ask for him to speak with us, but when he speaks, we don't believe. Or sometimes when we want to God, use me to pray for someone, and then when we pray for someone, someone gets healed, and then you're like, are you sure? <laughs> Whoever experienced that, sometimes you need an extra faith from God for you to believe in things that you are praying for. That's right. And I was like, God, is you? And then the Lord was like, yes, go there and pray for your teacher. And I was like, no way. <laughs> what people think about me, first month going to college, 
like in that moment, like you were like just knowing people, like, hey, my name is Felipe, how are you? Like, I, I didn't share that I'm Christian yet, so I need some time, God. And the Lord go there. And when I stand up, I was going straight to my preacher. I was shaking. I was like sweat, sweaty. I was like so nervous. And I said, hey, teacher, how are you? I'm oh, good, thank you. I was like, um, my name is Felipe. I'm one of your students. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And I said, teacher, I am God's friend. And she looked at me and said, good for you. And she's like, she didn't care. She was organizing her things getting ready to start class. And I was like, no, teacher, the Lord spoke with me. She was like, oh, nice. I was like getting frustrated because the Lord spoke with me. And I was like, hey, I want to share with you. And then I said, no, the Lord spoke with me about your brother. And when I said about your brother, she opened her eyes and she screamed, how do you know about my brother? And do you know that the moment like when the Holy Spirit just read you like 50% because he wants you to believe and have faith in Him that He will be the one that will do what He reveals to you. Yeah. And I was like, uh, actually, I don't know about your brother. What's going on with your brother? <laughs> and then she's like, my brother right now, he's in ICU with cancer and me and my family, we don't know what to do anymore. And I was like, teacher, the Lord spoke with me about your brother because he wants to do something in his life. Can I pray for your brother? And she's like, sure. And she started crying. And I was like so embarrassed because like my whole classroom was looking to me. And I was like, hey, everything okay, guys? I was like, what's going on? I have a t-shirt to give to her. I was like so nervous. And then in that moment, she said like, what should I do? I said, no, no, be really quick. And then I, I did like the Jesus prayer uh, style, like be healed, amen. I sit down. I was like shaking. I was like, what just happened? And everyone was looking to me like, just dead like I was no no everything okay guys <laughs> when the class was over I ran and I went back to my car and I was like screaming shaking I was I used I was used by God <laughs> and it's amazing whoever was used by God here it's amazing and I couldn't wait to meet with my friends because back in the day when we start our movement in 2008 we decided to do a testimony competition a healthy one. <laughs> How it worked? Whoever had the best testimony will go to the barbecue, the churrascaria, the steakhouse for free. Alright? Who is ready to, to, to be in the challenge of the best testimony goes to the Korean barbecue restaurant for free? <laughs> the, the Bible tells us the, the brother, Sharp's brother, and I believe that in that moment, we, we needed that. We need like people pushing each other for us to see revival happening. And then I couldn't wait to meet with them because I, I was able to share what God did through my life to pray for my teacher. So I remember the night, I gathered them and I was like just waiting, like that moment, like if you confident, I was like, I'll be the winner tonight. And I was like ready to share with them. But who here, you're like so thankful for God, for the crazy friends that He put in your life. <laughs> the Lord blessed me with like crazy friends. So I was like there sharing my testimony, how the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. And then the guy looked to me like with that like kind of like face, like, mm, you have to 
Listen, my testimonial, because my testimonial is more powerful than yours. It's a healthy competition, okay? So, I finished sharing, and then my friend said, like, last night, I was going back home, I was walking, and then I was in front of this bar. And when I look inside of the bar, I saw this man with, like, something in his eye. And the Lord spoke with me, go there and pray for him. In a bar, around, like, 11 p.m., they were listening this this type of music they call forró in Brazil. It's like, um, I, I don't know how to explain, but you can Google it, forró, Brazil. Just listen for like 10 seconds and then like, please uh, quit stop because it's horrible. <laughs> they were like drunk, they were like dancing in this bar. And then my friend, 11 p.m., decided to go inside of the bar to pray for the guy. He entered in the bar, he started praying for the guy, the guy started feeling the Holy Spirit, started screaming, he got healed, and then everyone in the bar started feeling God's presence, and everyone in that night decided to give their lives to Jesus. In a bar, 11 p.m. And I was like, okay, the, the steakhouse is yours tonight. And then my other friend said, no, 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 wait, I have another testimony to share tonight. And I was like, this is getting exciting. And then he's like, yesterday I was with my mother going, going uh, shopping with her. And then we were like at the grocery store. And then we were like putting like the things in the car. And we were like going towards to the cashier. And then we were like in the cashier. And then the woman was like, like scanning all the products. And I was like there, like talking with my mother. And I got distracted. And we were like, okay, so what happened? I so said like, I look to my right and I saw a microphone. You know like those microphones in front of the cashier sometimes in some grocery store they have a microphone? And we were like, yes. Man, the Holy Spirit was there. <laughs> I was like, okay. I ran, I grabbed the microphone and I start preaching inside of the grocery store. <laughs> you, over there, grab me some vegetables, receive the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, praise the Lord for the crazy friends that He put in my life. God is good. And then in the simplest way, we start this movement. Young adults, people, they were like hungry for God. And we decide go for it. And then the next day, I was in my college campus. I was in my classroom. And I was like on my fourth day, praying tongues because I was fasting just with water. And then it was like, God, bring revival over my college campus. In that moment, I was sitting in the first row. My friends, they were like all gathering, talking. And then the teacher opened the door. The same teacher that I was praying with her yesterday, she opened the door. She came in my direction and she asked, who are you? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, Felipe, remember yesterday, <laughs> God's friend, we prayed together. She said, like, when you left that door, the doctor calling me saying, my brother could leave ICU. Wow. Who are you? Who are you? Praise the Lord. And I was like, oh my God, what just happened? And in that moment, the Holy Spirit spoke with me. Felipe, you start praying about me visiting our college campus, bringing revival over your college campus. I made this testimony public because I wanted to use you in our college campus. Wow. Get ready. Wow. And because of that testimony, I remember that day when the class was over, people there was like looking to them and judging with my natural eyes, saying like, this person will never get saved. You know, sometimes we can, we, we, 
try to judge God's work and people's life through things that we can see with our natural eyes. Like that kid that was looking to him, like since we start going to college together, I was like, this kid's going to the bar every day. He's not going to the classroom. He's not going to receive God. It's going to be super hard. In the end of the classroom, he came to me and he said like, man, my mother right now, she's in my house with this back pain. Could you please pray for her? I was like, yeah, man, I can pray for your mother. Let's, let's pray. This other kid that like was like smoke, smoke, uh, smoking pot every day, like drinking. He's like, man, yesterday I was in this party and I had like so much beer. I have this crazy headache. I took some Advil's, but nothing worked. Could you please release this energy over my life? I was like, yeah, man, I can pray for you and you will feel the energy of the Holy Spirit and will be for free. And he was like, okay, man. And like in the middle of the classroom, we started feeling the Holy Spirit. And I became this prayer guy. Like during like test days, they were like lining up like, man, I didn't study. Could you please like release this, this magic over my life? I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> And then the Lord gave me the direction to start a small group. And we start gathering once a week in a classroom, seeking the Lord because we want to see revival breaking over our college campus. And after six months, that classroom was small because the Lord was start bringing so many people, so many salvations, so many healings that I had to ask to the director of my college campus if I could use the chapel for us to gather in there. After six months, we moved from the classroom to the chapel. The chapel, after a few months, was super small because the Lord was bringing, increasing every day people, and people were receiving miracles. The Holy Spirit was touching them. Then I had to ask my director for us to use the big auditorium in the middle of the college campus. And after one year, gathering once a week, I was able to organize with my friends, a gathering with a thousand five hundred people in the middle of the, the, the college campus and the, the Lord was there and the college students they were seeking for God in the middle of the college campus and I was like so excited because the Lord was really faithful and sometimes we pray like God use me use me use me and the Lord is waiting for you to really take the step out of the bowl to really believe that he will be the one that will do everything that you were praying for him and because of one word of knowledge, I was able to see revival breaking over my college campus. And I can go right now, I can go back to my college campus 10 years later. And the same meeting that I started 10 years ago, it's happening right now. And not just that, I can go back to Brazil. And not just my college campus, it's being impacted by God's glory. But because of that movement in my college campus, we decided to open another small groups in another college campus. So we decided to open a website, we open a YouTube channel, and we start promoting what God was doing in our college campus. And then like college students from all over Brazil, they were like, we want to see revival over our college campus as well. And then the Lord said, organize a retreat, organize a training retreat for them to be equipped and go back to their college campus and do the same thing that I'm doing here in Sao Paulo. And we did it. The first retreat, we, was, we, we were able to gather 30 college students from different college campuses in Brazil. One kid, he didn't have money. His 
grandmother gave him a goat, like in a re- area like really like um, farm area, and he grew up like in the farm when he was going to college, and his grandmother gave uh, him as a birthday gift, a nice birthday gift, a goat. <laughs> And he was like, man, I want to go with his accent from like a farm area in Brazil. He was like, man, I want to go to this retreat because I believe that God, he will use me in my college campus, but I don't have money. So I'm like, man, let's pray. And I believe that God will bring the provision for you to come to Sao Paulo. God can bring the provision because if it's his will, it's going to be his bill. Amen. <laughs> and then he was praying and was like, Okay, Felipe, I believe in, in, in miracles. I believe that God can provide for my trip to go to Sao Paulo and get trained uh, from you guys. Let's keep praying. After one week, he said, the Lord brought the answer. I was like, that's awesome, man. So you, you raised the money? He said, no, God gave me a strategy. I was like, okay, so what is the strategy? I just promote online here my gold. I'll sell my gold. <laughs> I was like, what? I will sell my gold and then with the money I will buy my flight tickets and I'll go to Sao Paulo. After two, after three weeks, he was able to sell the gold. He got the money, he flew to Sao Paulo, he got trained, and the same revival that was happening in my college campus started there. And nowadays I can go to their college campus and the revival is over there because that kid decided to step up the out of the boat and believe in the breakthrough in his life. So sometimes we bring excuse to the Lord. Sometimes we're like, oh, I wish I could have this. But the Lord is telling us what we have is more than enough. With five breads, five loaves, and two fish, we can really feed the multitude. We just need to believe in Him and start like valuing what we already have. And this is amazing. This is amazing, guys. I'm not like just like sharing things because I want to sound nice. But what's happening here, this is powerful. And the Lord will honor you guys. And I believe that great revolutions start with the small steps. Great revolutions, if you think about it, if you start studying like the history, in a natural way and also in a spiritual way, if the Lord used 12 people to shake the nations, what about all these people It's here? So this is the best time for us to be alive. This is the best time for us to live what we are living right now. In the breakthrough and the signs that it's coming for us to really prepare the way because Jesus Christ is coming back. So I want to invite you guys to open your Bibles in John chapter 14. Verse 12. John 14, verse 12. If you found it, can you say revival with me? Revival. Revival. John chapter 14, verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than this because I'm going to the Father. So this is Jesus sharing with the disciples. And this is Jesus sharing with me and you. Who believes in Jesus Christ here tonight? Amen. And if you came here, if you were invited by someone, and if you don't believe in Jesus yet, I'll be more than happy to pray for you in the end of the service for you to receive Jesus Christ in your heart and leave this place with salvation in your in your life. And I was reading this and I was really challenged by Jesus' word. 
Because he said, like, if you believe in me, you will leave the same things that I leave here on earth. You will experience the same works. The, th the same things that I experience here on earth, you will leave the same things. And when we start studying the Bible, when we read the Bible, the, the Gospels, we can see what Jesus Christ, He experienced here on earth. So if, you, we, can, if we can like put everything together, Jesus Christ came here on earth and He did four things. He came here to preach the Gospel. He came here to teach about the Kingdom. He came here to heal the sick. And He came here to set free people that were like possessed with demons. And He came uh, here to bring freedom over people's life. So when we read the Bible, the Gospels, we can see Jesus Christ doing these four things. For, for sure, He came to bring salvation over there. But and on the daily basis, He was preaching, He was teaching, He was praying, and He was setting people free. That was Jesus Christ's ministry. So me and my friends, we start like praying like, God, we believe in You. If we believe, we'll do the same works that You did here or not. And then if we start studying the Bible and like getting more and more specific, the first miracle that Jesus did here on earth, who remember? The first miracle. Water turned to wine. So Jesus was in a wedding and then he was like there, like hanging out with the disciples. And then Mary, she came desperate. She's like, Jesus, we don't have more wine. And then Jesus said, it's not my time yet. And Mary like pursued and she saw the breakthrough happening because she had faith and she kept knocking on the door. She was like, Jesus, we need a miracle. And then Jesus turned water in wine. The first miracle that Jesus Christ did here on earth. And then if we keep studying the Bible, we have other miracles that he did. Jesus is walking and then like the Bible tells us he's walking and then he's going towards to a well. And then in that well, there's a woman that she, she was trying to hide herself from everyone. Specific, a Jewish man and also a man. She was there getting water and then Jesus Christ approached her, start talking with her. She's thinking like, who is this man talking with me? I'm not worthy to speak with a man, especially a Jewish. And then like the, Jesus Christ was there and then Jesus asked, could you please give me water? And then that woman like gave water to Jesus Christ. And then Jesus said, but I have water. If you drink, you'll never be thirsty again. And then in that moment, Jesus gave a few words of knowledge over her life. And she left that place, not a broke woman as she came, but she left that place as a powerful evangelist. And she left that place sharing about the gospel, sharing about who she met in that well. And when we read this, it's amazing, right? Who gets inspired when you read the gospel? When you read what Jesus did on earth? And the amazing things, amazing thing is, if we believe in Jesus, we'll do the same thing. And my question to you, and it's the same question that I did to myself, whoever turned water and wine here? All right, let's keep going. There's more. Jesus, he's preaching. The Bible tells the disciples gets hungry and then they, they create a plan. I like to use the imagination that the Lord gave to me. I can see this moment. Jesus is preaching. He's on fire, preaching. And the disciples like, he's not going to stop. And we are getting hungry. Let's create a plan for him to stop. And then I believe in that moment, Peter was the one that like, okay, 
I have one idea. Let's blame the people there and then like, let's tell him that people, they're hungry and then let's ask him to give a break. At least people can go back home, they can take a shower, they can eat something. And then Peter went there, hey Jesus, it's kind of late, right? Like, look at those people, they're like starving. Look, look at that guy. Let's, let's give them a break so we can come back later. And Jesus said, no, 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 give you guys something for them to eat, right? And then Peter went back to the group, like, hey guys, the, the idea didn't work. <laughs> and then in that moment, a kid is walking, hanging out with his lunchbox. And then Peter like, that's great, another idea. Give this lunchbox here, kid. He grabbed the lunchbox, he went back to Jesus, and he said like, hey Jesus, you said for us to give food for them, but like, we have like here more than 5,000 people. Because they didn't count the kids and the women there. So the Bible tells us about 5,000 people, all fishermen, how they can feed 5,000 people. So Peter like, hey Jesus, it's not gonna happen. We just have like five loaves and two fishes. We're not gonna be able to bless these people, to give them food. And then Jesus said to Peter and to the disciples, everything that you guys have, it's more than enough. And then Jesus blessed the five loaves and two fish and then they were able to give them food. And the Bible tells that they left the house, they left the place to their house with more food than they had in the beginning. Whoever multiplied food here. But the Bible tells us if you believe in Him, you do the same works that He did here on earth. And it was like, God, this is so crazy. Like, I'm not understanding. I'm reading the Bible, I'm getting so inspired. I'm reading John chapter 14, verse 12, but on the daily basis, I'm not seeing. And there is more. Jesus prayed for, for the guy that was like already in heaven with God, Lazarus. Jesus said to him, hey man, stop with this joke, come. It's not your time yet, come. Stop with like this, this party here, everyone. Stop crying because it's a joke. He's alive. And then Lazarus, okay, I'm back. Hey guys, I'm here. And I was like, okay, if I believe in Jesus, I believe in Jesus, I'll do the same things that he did here on earth. And how many funerals, I'm being very honest with you guys. How many funerals? I went there and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the family members. You, you, you want to be polite, right? So, I'm sorry, all my feelings. And then I was like, near to the person that was dead and was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I did this more than 10 times. I'm, I'm being very, very honest with you guys. Because the Bible, it's true in my life. Yeah, yeah. I believe in the Bible. I believe in every line, every word, every verse, every chapter. I believe in the Bible. Who believes in the Bible? And the Bible tells us if we believe in Jesus Christ, we'll do the same work that He did on earth. So God, I'm praying. I want to pray for the sick. I want to set people free. I want to preach the gospel and I want to teach about the kingdom. Here I am, God. 
And I was pursuing. I was going for it. I was praying every day. I was fasting. I was walking the streets. I was going. I was stepping out of the boat. And my friends, I received no's. I tried and I failed. As our friend here shared about Peter, I was like Peter. I was not able to walk on water. So many times I remember I was walking the streets, I was in grocery store, I was like, hey, your name is Peter, right? No, my name, what do you mean? Josh. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in a moment right now, I'm in a process to hear God's voice, and I'm sorry. How many times I was walking the streets trying to be Jesus Christ here on earth, do the same things that he did on earth, and I fail. And I was like, you have two brothers, right? No, no, I'm the only son. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. One day, I approached this girl, I said like, yesterday you had a fight with her father, right? She said, no, unfortunately my father passed away two years ago. I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm in the process right now to, to hear God's voice. And, and I was like going to my house and I was like asking God, why? Why am I not seeing the breakthrough in my life? And then the Lord said with me, keep pursuing, keep pursuing. And I remember that day, the breakthrough came. Say with me, breakthrough. breakthrough. Me and my wife, we were preaching this church in Brazil. And it was amazing. The Holy Spirit was there as he always are there. God's presence was there. And me and my wife, we are like preaching in the end of the service. This kid came and he said, like, could you please pray for me? I said, like, for sure. What's happening? He said, like, I have this back pain and uh, it's hurting a lot. I said, like, let's pray. I have so many testimonies that God brought healing over people's pain. Let's pray. And he said, no, 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 no. But my condition is different. I said, what happened? He said, I have this problem with my leg. I have one leg shorter than the other. And I said, okay, let's pray. And being very honest with you guys, I said, could you please sit down so we can pray for you? I believe in miracle. And I believe God can bring healing and can bring a miracle over your leg. And he was like, okay. When he sat down, being very honest, my faith went down with him sitting down. <laughs> because being very honest, God can heal headache, right? Back pain. But I never experienced God using me to make a leg grow. I hear about it. I watch beats on YouTube. <laughs> That's awesome. But me experience, I was like, okay, let's pray, my friend. Let's pray. I said, like, Angela, come here, let's pray. Everyone here, everyone from the church. Because I didn't have faith. I need more people helping me to pray for the leg. So I was not alone in that moment. I was like, hey, come here. If, if nothing happens, it's not going to be my fault. Everyone is praying together. Let's pray. And we were praying. Over 10 minutes, nothing. 20 minutes, nothing. 30 minutes, nothing. And then the same voice that came in my room when I was questioned 
God, why I'm not seeing a breakthrough? Why I'm getting all the no's? Why I'm getting like so frustrated? The same voice came again and said like, keep pursuing, keep pursuing. And in that day, I made a decision. I looked to my wife. I made that look like it's gonna happen. And in that day, I made a decision. I'm not gonna leave this church until this leg be 100% healed or this guy said, thank you so much, you can stop praying. Or either it will be the miracle happening or it will be him saying, thank you very much. Because when the person decides to don't receive prayer anymore, I cannot do something about it. That day I made a decision and said, I can lose my flight, we can stay here, we can do the conference service and turn the conference service to a night prayer. I can keep going, devotional in the morning, I'll be praying here. After 45 minutes praying, something happened. I saw him like, Doo! and I was like, did you see that? <laughs> and I asked people, did you see that? And in that moment, I experienced what I shared. When you can see the miracles happening, but you don't have faith to believe in the miracles happening. So I was like in my mind, I think this guy is joking with me, or he got tired, and he like, just like, <laughs> extend a little bit his leg, like, you can stop praying, I wanna go home, stop. And in that moment, a verse came to my heart. I am the one that I finish everything that I start. So if the Lord starts something here, he's gonna finish. And I said, let's keep praying. But in the meantime, something happened. In the other side of the room, a kid that fell from a motorcycle a week ago, he broke his elbow, he started screaming. And he started screaming, I can feel it! And I was like, okay, so we are here over an hour praying for this leg. The Holy Spirit is doing something. The Holy Spirit starts something. But they're sitting in the other room, in the other side of the room, screaming, I can feel it. Like, could you please ask him to be quiet? Because the Lord is doing here, not there. The leg is growing, not, not his feeling. It's not about his feeling, it's about the leg right now. And he starts screaming, I can feel it. And we're like, oh my gosh, let's pray guys, focus here. The miracle, the breakthrough. And in that atmosphere, something happened. After one hour and 30 minutes praying, he's like, do this, dum, 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 and got you 100% in front of us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I was like, I'm not believing. What just happened? And then, in that atmosphere, in that moment, the breakthrough came in the other side of the room. The guy that was screaming before, I can feel it. Right now he's screaming, you can remove it. And I was like, you can remove it? Please remove it. And then he starts screaming for someone in the room, remove the thing from his arm because he's feeling the Holy Spirit and he's believing that the Lord brought the healing to connect again his bones. And he's screaming. I can feel it, you can remove it. 
And I was like, no, 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 no one will touch him because the Lord just did him. And if someone touch him, and if, if something happened that's wrong, the faith that people have right now because the Lord restore his legs will come down like his arms. No, no one will touch him. No one. And in that moment, a woman, I don't know how old she is, like around like 60 year, years old. She starts screaming, I got it! And I was like, I got it? Like, what are you talking about? It? And she started running towards to the cafeteria and, and the church. And I was like, what is she doing? But that woman, she had faith. And I believe tonight the Lord is giving you faith for you to experience your breakthrough. And you are pursuing. And the Lord is saying, saying to you, keep believing. You just need faith. Keep believing. And that woman grabbed a knife from the cafeteria and she decided to go towards Sudekian. And I was looking at that scene, I was like, no. <laughs> and I was like following her and she was like, I got it! I got it! It's like with faith in her heart. <laughs> faith that could move mountains. And she was like, I got it! And I was like, no. And she decided to ask for the kids to put his arms on the floor. She put her foot and she got the knife and she was removing. And I was like, no way. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I think this is the moment that we can leave. Angela, let's go. And then at that moment, the kid removed everything from his arm and he started turning Shaking, wow. moving, a hundred percent restored in front of my eyes. And when I was looking to that scene, I was looking to him, moving his arms. I was looking to the guy, crying. The green stuff comes out of his nose because the Lord restored his legs. I was like, what's going on? And then in that moment, the Lord spoke with me. Felipe, remember those moments that you went to the streets and you asked to pray for people and people said no to you? Remember those moments when you pray for the sick and nothing happens? Remember those moments when you pray for someone and the person said that God worse after your prayer? <laughs> I am the one that even your mistakes I'm counting. Wow. And I can turn your mistakes in life. Wow. Or God. He's counting everything that you guys are doing. Even the mistakes. Because he's good. He's good. And what we have to do is keep pursuing him. Keep pressing. Keep knocking. Because the breakthrough is coming. And not just the breakthrough is coming. But when we keep reading this verse. It tells us that we will do greater things than he did. Greater things than he did. God, I'm ready to preach the gospel, to teach about the kingdom. I'm ready to pray for the sick. I'm ready to start a deliverance ministry. I'm ready. But greater things than you did, than you did Lord, it's impossible. I never walked on water. I tried so many times in my swimming pool. I tried. <laughs> and I believe you tried before as well. <laughs> but greater things, that's crazy.
And I want to conclude tonight with this moment in history. John chapter 19, open with me. And if the worship team could come, I really appreciate it. John chapter 20, verse 19. If you found the same with me, revival. John chapter 20, verse 19 tells us, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. For you guys understand what's going on here, the disciples, they were scary. They were in this house, they were trying to hide them from the Jewish. Because they just saw Jesus Christ die on the cross and they, they were thinking like, we are the next ones. Let's stay here because we are afraid. Let's stay here because something bad will happen with us. If they did that with Jesus, they will do the same thing with us. Let's stay here. And in that moment of fear, that moment when they were not believing, Jesus Christ showed up. And Jesus said, hey guys, it's me. Peace be with you. And in the beginning, they were like, who is this person? And then the second moment, peace be with you. It's me. It's me. Look into me. Stop looking to the world. Stop looking for the circumstances. Stop thinking about what's happening right now. Focus in me. And tonight, Jesus Christ is here saying, Hey guys, peace be with you. It's me. Look into my hands. Look into my body. Yes, I died on the cross. But after three days, I came back. It's me. Peace be with you. In that moment, the Bible tells they were overjoyed. And I believe that tonight you'll be overjoyed. You will go back to your house. Your family members will ask, what just happened with you? I believe that Monday morning will go back to your workplace, your school. People will look at you like, what happened with you? Because there's so much joy in our life. And then you will share with them what happened with you. You will share, Jesus Christ show up. And he said, peace be with you. And not just that. Jesus said, verse 22. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit. The Holy Spirit that was with him when he was here on earth, praying for the sick, setting people's free. When he was preaching the gospel, when he was teaching, the same Holy Spirit was with him when he came back after he was on the cross. The same Holy Spirit, he lives in you. He lives in me. And he said to the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. Why the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit was sent by them, by the Father and by Jesus Christ to help us with things that we cannot do. And let me tell you something. Pursue New York, everyone here. What the Lord is preparing for you guys, you guys by yourselves are not going to be able to. You guys need the Holy Spirit. The 
the Holy Spirit, His name is Paracletus. Paracletus, para, like side by side. Cletus, the choose one. The Holy Spirit was chosen by God to walk with you wherever you go. Because you cannot do the things that He's prepared for you to do by yourself. But because you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to do greater things. You'll be able to see many amazing things because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And that's why Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need it. And then after they received the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. I want to share this testimony. Two years ago, I was in Nuremberg in Germany. We were in this gathering with 32,000 young adults in one state that Hitler built it years ago to start a movement, Nazi. And after years ago, me plus 29,999,000 people, we were there worshiping God, declaring His victory. Because the enemy's plan is already frustrated. That's right. Jesus Christ died on the cross, so nowadays we can walk in victory and from victory. Yeah. And then I remember Todd White. Who ever hear about Todd White? Todd White was sharing his testimonies, evangelist. He was preaching the gospel. In the end of his sermon, he said, I want to invite you, everyone here. That you never received the Holy Spirit. You never received Jesus Christ in your life. I want to invite you to raise your hands wherever you are. And in that conference, people, they were like sitting on the chairs. Because they couldn't go to the field. Because if they messed up in the grass, the, the organization of the event will have to pay a fee. So people, they were like sitting. And in that event, I had the privilege to be on the stage. Looking to everyone. And then he said, I'll come on three. If you want to receive Jesus in your life, I want to invite you to raise your hands. And I saw with my own eyes. He counted one, two, three. When he said three, the Holy Spirit faith that stated, and I could see people not just raising their hands, but people jumping the stairs. People decided to invade the field and they start running towards the stage. And it was like on the stage, looking at that moment, people they were screaming, crying, running, desperate to meet God. And I was on my knees, and the Lord said to me, Felipe, for many years, you asked me, God, what about greater things? Because I had the privilege to see many miracles, many healings. I was able to see a, a woman coming back from death. Me and my wife, we were able to see people receiving amazing breakthroughs. But greater things than you did here on earth, it's impossible. And when, when I was looking at people running towards the altar, Jesus said, this is greater things. Get ready for the biggest harvest that you will see in your life. Your generation will see their life. I will be the one that will increase souls 
every day to the church around the nations. Get ready for the biggest harvest ever. And I start crying. And then Jesus said, this is greater things. Because I, I was the one that needed to be here on earth. And I couldn't do what you can do right now. Because what I, what I did on the cross was just the beginning. I started, but you will finish. I started on the cross, but you will complete. But you will keep going. And I understood. Jesus came here on earth and he operated under a promise. And he was the promise from God. He came to the earth. He lived a life that we are living right now. But he couldn't say it's finished. Because he was the one that needed to go to the cross and die for me and you and for our friends, for our family members. But me and you right now, we can do greater things. We can go to people and say, it is finished. It is finished. He did on the cross, so right now you can receive life. He did on the cross, so right now you can receive breakthrough. He did on the cross, so right now you can experience open heavens. It is done. It is finished. He died for you. This is greater things. And my prayer for you tonight is that me and you, we don't miss any opportunity to keep going with all what he started on the cross. Right now it's our turn. It's our responsibility to say, God, thank you so much for everything that you did on the past. Thank you so much because you did everything already. Send your son to the cross. Right now, I need to play my role in this game. Right now it's my turn. It's our time as a generation. We cannot miss any other opportunity. We are more than warm up here. It's time for play the game. It's time for us to see revival. And if you want to see revival over your family, over your school, over your workplace, over your area, over your neighborhood, wherever you want to be, in China, in Brazil, in the nations, if you want to leave the greater things, this amazing harvest, I want to invite you to stand up. And I believe, as happened with the disciples, Jesus will show up in your face, in, your, in front of you, and He will say, Hey guys, peace be with you. Stop fearing the world. Stop thinking about that you're not capable enough. No more excuse. We don't have more excuse. The disciples, they were there trying to hide themselves with so many excuses. And Jesus showed up. And I believe Jesus will show up for us. And He will release the Holy Spirit of our lives. And when, once He released the Holy Spirit in our lives, the same thing that happened in Acts chapter 2 will happen in your lives. The Bible tells us they were gathering a place and everyone were connected one with Spirit. And they were seeking revival. Who is seeking revival here? The Holy Spirit show up. The Bible tells suddenly the Holy Spirit shows up. And everyone in that place received the Holy Spirit. 
I believe everyone here will receive the Holy Spirit. So I want to invite you right now to close your eyes, raise your hands, and start praying, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, come over this place. Come, come as you came 2,000 years ago. Holy Spirit, come over this place. listening to Pursuit Cast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.